0: Podcast Answer Man, episode number 389. Entertaining,
1: educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This
0: is GSPN.TV. Join the community.
1: Hi, this is Cynthia Sanchez from the Oso oh Pinteresting Podcast. You are listening to Cliff Ravenscraft. He's been taking podcasting to the next level since 2005. He is the Podcast Answer Man.
0: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this, my friends, is the podcast devoted to helping you take your message, your business, and your life to the next level. That's right, my friends. It does not matter if you're brand new to this online content creating world we live in, or if you've been creating content for many years, there's something we can all do to take everything we're doing to the next level. That's right, my friends, and I am very excited to be here once again and to share with you a couple topics that are pretty near and dear to my heart, and I'm just going to say right here up the front of the show, this is going to be one of those episodes where some folks are going to be thinking, well, Cliff's just defending himself again. Uh, and that's really, uh, okay, maybe there's a little hint of that, but I really don't think there is, because I am at a place where I don't feel like I need everyone's approval, and it's not like I need everybody to agree with me or anything like that, and in fact, I invite a lot of people to disagree with me, and if you disagree with me so much that I get on your nerves, then just go away. It's okay. I, I'm, I'm totally fine with that, but I am going to share two topics of recent criticism, that I've received in the comments section on my website uh, for episode 388 of Podcast Answer Man, and I'm going to read to you what those criticisms are, and I'm going to share with you what my thoughts are related to those criticisms. Now, here's how this applies, not just to me and defending myself, but how this can be valuable to you as a content creator, as somebody who's actively out there promoting your brand and engaging in community with people online. So first and foremost, let me just share with you kind of an overfeel of what I'm going to talk about in this episode, what the topics are. One is, are you out there promoting yourself as being a legitimate expert in a field and are there people out there who are calling you out on being a fraud? Hmm. Uh, or, you know, along that, that might be overstating it a little bit, but, you know, have, have, you, ever, have you ever felt like, uh, what, what was that one, gosh, I can't even remember what we call that now, uh, the imposter syndrome. You know, I talked about imposter syndrome before on Podcast Answer Man several months ago. However, this is, a, this is coming at it from a different angle. This is actually not where I feel like I'm an imposter, but this is one where somebody is calling me out on being an imposter. And you know, if, if that ever happens to you, which if it's happened to me just now, I imagine it could possibly happen to you in the future. And how would you handle that situation if somebody calls you out in a public space on your own website, that you're an imposter. Now, by the way, it has nothing to do with being an imposter in in the space of podcast answer man. We'll get into that, but uh, it's an interesting it's an interesting critique, um, and and one I disagree with on several levels, and and we'll get into that. Also, as a result of of that, I think it would be only wise for me to just mention for a few moments in this episode the fact that Michael Hyatt, my great friend has recently made the decision and has implemented this decision to remove all comments on his website. Michaelhyatt.com, as of this week, no longer has any comments. And he did a blog post about why that is. And I'm just going to maybe, I I, I by the way, I have nothing in my notes other than Michael Hyatt removed comments from his site. But somewhere in this episode, I'm going to share with you off the top of my head thoughts that that inspires, or that that um, initiates in my mind, especially when it can. You consider that two of the criticisms that I'm going to cover. I already shared one that we're going to talk about. The the next criticism also came in a comment on my site, and this one is from Kip Williams, who says my social media tweets are self centered and has shades of pretentiousness. And yes, I talked about narcissism in a recent episode of Podcast Answer Man. And I'm not going to rehash any of that, but I am going to share with you what Kip had said uh, word for word in his comments, and I'll share with you how I responded to that. And the question is, is how do we engage? You know, what do in what ways are we using social media? And, and how we might, our different ways of using social media may not mesh with one another. And we may love each other, but choose not to follow each other. In fact, I'm going to share with you during that portion of the show, somebody that I unfollowed recently as a result of us having a different approach to social media. So the the point of this story will be to help you come to the grips with how are you going to use social media? You'll have to make a decision. And, and the question is, is are you going to stand firm in your ground or are you going to try to please everyone with your use of social media? And of course, it's going to Bring up the topic of should we have personal, you know, personal accounts and then business accounts, and should they be separate, and how much crossover that shall be. So there's going to be all kinds of information like that, and uh, I guess I'll start the show off with just a quick announcement. Um, and I know I've already started the show off, right? Uh, but anyway, to, to give you, I, we're going to talk about all of those things. Plus, at here now officially, my first official topic of the show is that it's just an announcement that the call recorder program that is made for Mac users. You can get that at gspn.tv forward slash call recorder, all one word, and that's my affiliate link for that program. I personally do not use call recorder. I have personally never even uh, installed it or even used it myself, but I know thousands of people who do, and that's how they've been recording their Skype calls, and it also allows you to record Skype video calls as well as audio calls. But now, just this, just recently, within the last two weeks, they announced that they now record FaceTime calls as well. So, if you're doing an interview with somebody that has FaceTime, on, you know that they have access to an iOS device, and you want to interview them, you can use Call Recorder and FaceTime on your Mac, and it will allow you to record both video or audio, and actually, it could be video and audio, or audio alone. How's that? So there you go, just a little announcement for those of you who like the technical stuff and like to be kept up to date on some of those details. There you go, call recorder, now available for FaceTime. All right, so let's get into this first comment, and this is coming from, I guess his name is Durian Ryder, and I want to first read to you the, uh, the comment that he had wrote. I'm going to read this word for word. He says, regarding pursuing a balanced life. You said, I want to be known for being the health and fitness answer man. I've been following you for following your day one journaling. One thing is clear, you're not a health and fitness expert, not even close. Yes, you do indeed offer a few business hacks and business strategies. You do have game in the new media space. You are far from having game in the health and fitness space. Glad you're quoting some essentialism book hacks. Do the math. Let's say you release 50 episodes of Pursuing a Balanced Life in 2015. That is 45 to 50 hours. The book, Essentialism, promotes just-in-time learning, means investing 45 to 50 hours listening to you attempting to figure out your own health and fitness is not a productive or valuable use of time. You're pawning yourself off as legit in health and fitness when you are not. Yes, I am calling you out for one main reason. Currently, Pursuing a Balanced Life does not have any real success record in health and fitness. Why? Because you don't have any quantifiable or tangible results or a track record from 2014. The book Essentialism creatively teaches us how to cut the fat, i.e. the unnecessary, you are an A-lister in podcasting. This does not automatically give you A-list cred in the health and fitness space. And that's the comment. So there you go, that's Durian Ryder, and uh, you know, here's the deal. First, I wanna say this. I I do kind of remember saying uh, in Pursuing a Balanced Life something like, you know, I, I don't always want to be known as only the podcast answer man. What if the, you know just it was more of an aspirational maybe something you know, what if at some point down the road, maybe I could be known as the health and fitness answer man? you know you know how, how does an ordinary guy who has had this sedentary life who um, has left a day job that was very successful and then went out and created a business on his own, worked around the clock, Literally, just times were financially tight and j- just worked nonstop for years, uh, landed in the hospital twice, got all the way up to about 272 pounds, um, you know, after after being in the hospital, almost dying, um, had made a decision to change his life, and then all of a sudden dropped 60 pounds in the course of 18 months and had journaled all of that through his Pursuing a Balanced Life podcast, and then... Due to sickness and and then travel and a bunch of other things and just excuses and all kinds of horrible stuff had gotten off track. Started eating the old foods, uh, quit working out, sedentary lifestyle. Business is booming, even more successful than before, with no possible or with no future, no signs that anything's going to stop. And if he would just work harder and harder and harder and harder, then uh, he could just continually. He could, in 2015, if he wanted to, he could make a million dollars in personal income if he wanted to, but has chosen not to go that route and instead say, you know what, I've had a couple false starts since I've gained all my weight back, but as of November 14th, I've made the decision to live life every single day. And, and you know, is there value in sharing a journal a journey every single week of what life is like when you finally are sick and tired of being sick and tired, when you're tired of weighing you know, almost 270 pounds, when you're sick and tired of walking up the steps and getting out of breath, when you're sick and tired of dropping something on the floor and having to bend down at the knees and just barely be able to reach the ground to pick up a penny or a quarter or anything else off of the ground, when it it is quite painful and exhausting to put your shoes on and tie them in the morning. To be that guy and journal your way to fitness and health is there value in that? Yes, there is, and I will tell you that not only is there value in it for me to do it and to share it because it helps hold myself accountable, but it is it has given value to thousands of other people um and and I've been told this and and hundreds of people have responded to me about how much they're already being inspired and I'm already getting people who have uh, committed to life changes themselves and people who have already started to share results that they've received and that, that they've got. And so, you know, here's the thing. Do I need permission from Durian Ryder to continue to pursue any aspiration that I might be thought of as somebody who is inspirational and encouraging in the area of health and fitness? Even a guy who is in my current present situation, no, I do not need their permission. I don't need anyone's permission to set out to become a guy who is looked up to for inspiration and encouragement in the area of health and fitness. Now, by the way, my goal is not to become the next Jillian Michaels or Bob Harper or any of these other fitness gurus. Is it possible that, gosh, in five or ten years now, from now, I may be a health and fitness guru who is a certified nutritionist and all that other stuff? Anything's possible, and who knows? Who who are you or anyone else to say that that may not happen? You know, and, and I'm not even, that's not even my goal right now. But this it's the kind of the same thing with Podcast Answer Man. It's so interesting to say, you know, because here's the deal, what I said is, I, it's at some point down the road, wouldn't it be great to be known as the health and fitness Answer Man? That, that's all I said. And the only reason I said Answer Man was because of the connected brand to podcast Answer Man. But but here's the thing. What if I want to be known as somebody who is who can inspire and lead and encourage thousands, tens of thousands of sedentary people to live a life? Working towards living each day the life for which you were created, which means not working for 12 to 18 hours a day, seven days a week, which means not living just for the next vacation, not living for the next big trip, not living just for the next big launch of your business promotion. But living every day, having a relationship with your wife that is worth your kids emulating, having a relationship with your kids that will help instill in them the types of relationships that will be valuable to your grandchildren. This is what I'm about. This is who I am. This is Cliff Ravenscraft, and it's my heart. And I defy anyone to tell me that I have no credibility in this space there you go. I have credibility because I have chosen to become a leader in this space. That Now, and by the way, but being a leader doesn't mean you have all of the information. Being a leader does not mean that you have all of the answers. Being the leader doesn't mean that you have everything that you're doing is right. Being a leader means that you have Set a goal and you're moving down a path and you are further down the path than the people who might follow you. That's what a leader is. A leader who is further down the path and can help show the way to the people behind. That, that's all. And by the way, a leader sometimes can be surpassed by a student. You may actually have somebody that you inspire who goes on to do greater things. And I want to tell you about a guy named Willie Gillis. Willie Gillis has lost, I gosh, I don't even remember. It, I, it's like over 200 pounds, I think, he lost. He started out, he was initially inspired by my Pursuing a Balanced Life podcast and and started walking every day about the same time I started walking, was listening to my show. He lost over 200 pounds. I know his wife lost over 100 pounds. And Willie Gillis, even after I fell off the horse and got out, you know, lost my way, he continued on, and he is he is that this amazing, healthy weight for himself, his wife is an amazing woman who has lost all this weight and kept it off, and they've kept it off for years, and they are inspiring other people, so I was a leader for them for a time, and then they continued to go on the path beyond me, and that's totally okay that's okay. That doesn't mean that I wasn't a leader at that point and I can be a leader in the space of health and fitness if I choose to be. And by the way, first and foremost, I who ne- who cares if I have A-list credibility? What is A-lister anyway? is this this i don't need the popularity contest this one thing you don't hear me talk about in podcast answer man i do not talk about your ratings i do not talk about how many shows i have in itunes that are in the top ranked podcast and by the way i could i have some prim, i have some impressive ranking stories i can share with you but it's just not how i think i don't check my stats on my podcast I maybe check, you know, podcast answer mat, check the stats maybe once every other month or so just to see if there's a trend. And by the way, you want to hear a little story, just a little out, out there story? My downloads, my subscriptions, or at least the, the number of consistent downloads every single episode, I'm down about 1,000 to 1,200 subscribers. I'm okay with that. Did you hear what I just said? I, I'm telling you that over the last twelve weeks, I am down about twelve hundred subscribers. Now, some of that is it—Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. Yeah. Will I? Do I think that? And by the way, I know this because I saw. You know, I saw similar trends in the past. Not necessarily a twelve hundred you know download per episode drop but but I but I know that some of that's going to come around but here's what I can tell you off the top of my head I'm pretty sure that I making the decision to go public with the fact that podcast answer man is not just about the technology of podcasting but it's about what you can do with podcasting—it's about—it's about the th- way to think about community and interacting with an audience. It's a way—it's it, a way for me to share my own experiences of what I am experiencing. This is this is a show that's just as much about my journey in podcasting as it is my desire to help other people with podcasting, which the show is about both. But, but I was very clear that this show, you know, it, it, it used to be the Podcast Answer Man. When it first started, very clearly, this show was just devoted to giving answers about podcasting. Uh, that's what it was. However, over time, I became known as the Podcast Answer Man. People that, that, that you know, that they've, they've decided, yeah, Cliff is the Podcast Answer Man. And so the show is the Podcast Answer Man. And it's a show about not just, it is a show about giving answers to podcasting and giving information but it's also about the podcast Answer Man. It's about Cliff Ravenscraft and his journey. And, and it's also sometimes about the, my students' journeys and, and what they're doing. And, and there'll be more of that and interesting things in the future. So here's the thing. This isn't a popularity contest. I, I don't know why people have to put people into boxes and labels and say, I'm a top, you know, I'm a uh, New York Times bestseller. Great. And I know that means a lot to a lot of people, but it doesn't mean a lot to me. I don't care if you're a New York's best times best bestseller or New York Times bestseller or if or whatever. The question is, is are you a credible human being? Do you genuinely passionately care for people? And do you have a do you have um, something that's inspirational? Am I connected to you? I want to share with you something uh, that somebody responded to Duran Ryder. And this is from Justin Barclay. Now, this is this is before I said anything. Justin kind of jumped into the comment thread right after Durian posted his post. And it, and I'll give you a feel for, you know, all the things that I sh- just shared. Am I delusional? Well, listen to this. This is what Justin said. I'll read it word for word. He says, "A little harsh. I disagree with your post for a number of reasons. I've never heard Cliff try to pass him off as an expert in health and fitness." I have heard him, however, explain that he's on a journey and invites others to join him. What's an expert, anyway? Experts will agree occasionally, disagree with each other on various fronts. Which one is right? That is a subjective matter. It's about who you connect with, who you learn from. As a guy on my own journey, I can say that I relate to what Cliff is doing right now. I relate to his story. You may not, and that's okay but just because you don't connect with him doesn't mean he's not providing value. He's being open and authentic. That can be more valuable than nutritional advice or fitness tips. A leader can lead from any position. He doesn't need to be crowned or anointed. Just some food for thought. Justin, thank you so very much for that. And there you go. That that's exactly it. And here's that here's the thing. My to be a health and fitness somebody who is in the area of health and fitness, which my pursuing a balanced life very much is health and fitness right now. It's it's most focused on health and fitness more than anything else that's going on in my life. So, um anyway, but what was I saying? So, it uh, oh, you know, I don't have to be sharing nutritional advice and, and, you know, diet information and what exercises you should be doing. Now, I will be sharing what I'm learning. I will be sharing what I'm implementing and the results that I'm getting. Not as this is work for me, so you should try it too, but this is what I've read and this is what I'm doing and this is what's working, what's work, what's not working for me. But here's the thing. My, my my goal and hope in all of that is not to give everybody what the rules that they must follow. That's the one thing in this journey, I can't tell you the number of people who say, Cliff, you have to read It Starts With You, food. Cliff, you have to watch this video. Cliff, you have to read this book. You have to, no, I don't have to read any of that stuff. I can choose what to read. The question is, share with me what you have read. See, that's the thing. Somebody says, you have to read this book. Link. All right? You have to watch this video. Link. Why not instead say, Cliff, wow, I'm so inspired by your journey. Let me just tell you, I read this book. Here's a link to it. And here's what I found valuable from it. Just wanted to share that with you just in case you might be interested in possibly reading that book. That my friends is going to be more powerful than read this book, watch that video because I want to tell you when you get that from thousands of people it gets overwhelming and you just kind of say, you know what, let me put an umbrella on and let all that stuff quit hitting me all day long. That's how it feels. So, so that and and sometimes that you know, I tune into some fitness and nutrition and and health and workout podcasts. I've been kind of testing the waters of a couple of them. And that's what I get. It's like nonstop. You should do this and you need to do this. And instead of people telling us what their story is and sharing how what, what's working for them and what's not, it, it, yeah, I, I have a different approach. And it's working for some people. Now, here's the deal. Before Durian Ryder posted his comment, Mark DeJesus had posted a, a completely separate pod, uh, a comment on the same episode and it was before Durian posted, but he wrote this. Now, he had written more, but I'm just going to share with you his closing f- thoughts. Or right, It was right near the end, and it says this, I also thought your email was great. Now, again, the email is from two episodes ago. I read the entire email two episodes ago in episode 387, where I had sent an email out to my mailing list, and I shared with them my goals for 2015, and a lot of it I would say 70% of it was health and fitness and my goals uh, related. And so I, 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 he had read this, all right? So he says, I thought your email was great. I actually read it a couple times and let your heart stir my heart into some, into some areas that need change and growth. Thanks for being a continually evolving and growing person. So this stuff and and by the way that's just I'd only share that because it is on there as a comment on the same thread and it happened before this other uh critical feedback about, you know, my not being legit in the health and fitness space. I am legit in health and fitness. I am a credible source in health and fitness right now. And and by the way, my my credible source, I have I have been a credible source from the beginning because I I have shared my journey of how I'm sedentary but successful in my business. And I'm a credible source in health and fitness in showing that when you put your business first instead of your health and physical activity and eating right and sleeping right first, well, I'm a credible witness that that causes you to increase massive weight around your body and it has terrifying and destructive Things uh, uh, consequences for your physical body and your mental state, emotional state, all of that. I have been a credible, I have been a credible witness of what bad nutrition and bad health can do for you. And then over an eighteen month period of time, I I started following uh, the Fitness Rocks program from Dr. Monte back a couple years ago. Father Roderick inspired me. Uh, from uh, SQPN and and I started this journey of walking 10,000 steps a day and and I was a credible witness. I was a credible authority in the area of nutrition that that was leading other people to join me in in getting out and intentionally walking every day. And and I will tell you, Willie Gillis was not the only person who started a journey back then. Fred Feierstein, he, he has been like crazy since that journey and and t- continues on. So so I inspired and I was a catalyst for many people taking health and fitness to their their health and fitness to the next level along with me. And yes, they were all experienced, well, not all of them, but most of them were experiencing great things all the way up through when I had gotten down and lost 60 pounds and and they and many of them and i would probably venture to say that most of them continued on even though i did not and guess what i was a credible i was a, i was credible in the area of health and nutrition even when i failed and gained all of my weight back over a two year period of time what why was i credible because i shared how I was failing, I shared you know what was going through my mind and what I, all of that I didn't stop producing episodes of pursuing a balanced life completely instead they they went from being weekly and and sometimes they were like once a month or once every two to three months and and when I would record those episodes. I would tell people how I was failing in that area and where, and I would tell them what areas I was succeeding and so much of my focus back then on pursuing a balanced life was pursuing greatness in business and how successful so many things in my business were and I was a credible witness of how all this focus on my business was adding, you know, that terrible stuff to my my body again and of course now, I'm, you know, how many of you out there have, have, you know, who experience uh, a great deal of time in your life where you are not just overweight, but let's just put it this way, obese. You know, how many of you have struggled with the yo-yo up and down and stuff like that? Well, if you have, then I would be a credible person for you to connect with and relate to. And if you're not, then I'm not going to be credible to you and that's okay. I don't have to be credible to Durian Ryder, and I don't have to be credible to everyone else in the world. I do not have to be an A-lister. All I care about right now, first and foremost, and I do not apologize about this, is me. Okay, yes, I just said it. I'm calling myself out. First and foremost, I care about me and what my goals are for 2015. My goals are that I will work out six days a week every week for the rest of my life. I care that I stay away from Diet Coke. I care that I am eating whole and natural foods. I care that I am I am eating healthy, working out, and I'm putting my wife and kids first, above and beyond anything in my business. Those are most important to me because, and it's not about losing weight this time it is about being healthy and that's what i want and being healthy makes me a better husband being healthy uh, and and working towards these things and putting these first gives me the chances of being a better father and it also makes me a better business owner and content creator and so yes it's me for me first all right and and, and after me it's my family And then after that, it's the people who listen to the shows that I produce. And yes, I have a huge focus right now on my Pursuing a Balanced Life podcast. And it's having a a profound impact in the lives of many people. And what I will tell you is that while over the last 12 weeks... Um, I have seen a significant decrease per episode in the number of downloads for podcast Answer Man. I have seen an increasing number of positive response from each episode of podcast Answer Man. The number of 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 emails and comments and social media uh, uh, posts and comments of people who are loving this new direction. The people who love it when I see them in face to face and tell me how much they love this new direction. That has increased. So my satisfaction rating among the people who are sticking has gone up as a result of that, even though my total number of downloads has had a significant drop. And I'm excited about that. And Pursuing a Bounce Life, by the way, it is up about 700 subscribers in the last four weeks. I'm very excited about that. All right. So there you go. That's about as much numbers talk you're going to get from me. Uh, and, and so there you go. So, yeah. Don't, so basically, my, why, why bring this up here? Um, I could have defended myself in the comment section for Durian Rider, and I, and I certainly did. But, um, it, but here's the deal. I, I bring it up here because I don't want you to allow yourself to have the imposter syndrome, which is basically where you feel like, oh, I'm not good enough. I I don't have what it takes to be in this space, to be a leader in this space. That is baloney, all right? And And if anybody ever tells you that you're, you know, you're pawning yourself off as legit and they're calling you out, those people you do not need to worry about. As far as I'm concerned, I know Durian Ryder is going to listen to this episode, if that's really Durian's, if that's really his name. But anyway, I, I know he's probably going to listen to this episode. And Duran, I'm speaking to you. If this is your last episode of Podcast Answer Man ever, that's completely fine. If you unsubscribe from my mailing list, if you're on it, I'm completely cool with that. If you stop following me on social media and you pretend that I'm dead to you, I'm totally, absolutely, unequivocally okay with that. I'm okay with that. But I am pawning myself off as legit in health and fitness. And even if I falter, I'm okay. And by the way, I'm a Christian as well. And guess what? I falter there too, but I'm certainly legit. All right, so there we go. Um, and, And by the way, for those of you, that's the attitude that you need to have. Are you that committed to what it is that you're doing? And if you're not, then then maybe you're not legit. There you go. Maybe if if it's so easy to talk you out of it, then maybe you're that maybe that should question whether or not you're legit. But if you can if but if you can grow some thick skin and you can let those people go, that's perfectly fine. So this leads me to the next topic I wanted to bring up. Michael Hyatt, what are you doing? Seriously? Okay, so this whole idea. Now I don't know if you guys follow as much as I do in the tech space and all of this stuff, but there have been a number of of entities, if you will, that have given up on um, given up on comments on their sites. You know, they, they, it just becomes unruly. Too much spam. People are out there trolling, and all of this other stuff. And um, they basically completely pull the comments from the site, not allowing anybody to comment on anything. And in fact, um, here here are a couple of them that have done this. Christianity Today uh, had canceled its, uh, let's see here, I'm actually reading this from Michael's uh, blog. He says, speaking of platform, this does not mean that I think bloggers and other sites should start yanking their comment sections. Christianity Today canceled comments on some of its content. Popular Science did it across the board, just like Copyblogger. All right. Meanwhile, Seth Godin has never featured comments on his site. And so here's the deal. Uh, Michael Hyatt had um, basically decided had made the decision to um, pull all the comments off of his site and he shares a blog in a blog post and I'll put a link to the blog post in the show notes here at uh, podcastanswerman.com slash 389 if you want to go read Michael's post so Michael removes comments now I will tell you that I am not actively engaged in reading a lot of blogs and so I don't I'm I'm not actively engaged in the comment section on a lot of people's blogs. No, here's the deal: when I do get do I when I am following somebody on social media and they do have a link back to their comment content, and when they do have show notes and and it's a short or it's a short blog post for a a blog, um, so if it's a show notes for a podcast episode that I just listened to. Or if it's the the blog con- or blog content and they have uh, something that's interesting to me, if I do go through and consume the content and I have some kind of positive things to say about it, or if I'm if I totally disagree, then I will scroll down, look for the comment section, I will look to see what some other people are saying, and I may or may not, but oftentimes I will leave a comment, and I love the be- ability to do that. Um, when it's when it's there and if it's not there I don't think that I've ever looked and saw Oh, there's no place to leave a comment and then thought "Mm, I'm missing something so that's interesting however the the thing is is there are several things that um, you know it is it is one open opportunity for people to email you now I'm not going to go into Michael Hyatt's decision of why he removed his comments Now what I'm doing is just telling you that somebody who's a close personal friend of mine and happens to be an influencer, a significant influencer in my uh, industry, in my sphere of influence uh, and everything else, um, he has made this decision which all of a sudden, you know, this is for the very first time somebody that, that, that all of a sudden made this decision that causes me to think, hmm, now what do I think about this? Now, let me tell you. Personally, I have comments turned on on Podcast Answer Man. I have comments turned on on GSPN. First and foremost, this is one thing I would love to ask you. And guess where I'm going to ask you to give me the feedback? In the comment section of PodcastAnswerMan.com slash 389. So go to PodcastAnswerMan.com slash 389 if you have an answer to this. I would love to be able to... To turn the comments off on certain posts and certain pages, or at least pages, uh, but still keep a, a list of all the comments that had happened up till that point. So for example, I'll get I mean, just quite honestly, I, I would love to be able to go to podcastanswerman.com/slash equipment and i would love i know that i can go in there right now and i can turn off comments so there are no comments and no there's no box to leave comments perfectly reasonable option for whatever reason i don't want to do that because over the years i've spent hours engaging with people and answering their questions in those comments now the thing is is it's it is something that is a distraction to me I do get so many emails every single day and a couple comments on on a weekly basis where people are expecting me to give them very detailed and for answers to their complex questions in a comment. And of course, you know, this is my site and I don't want to have people land on the site and see a question and then all of a sudden, you know, there's a whole, you know, the last 10 comments are questions and they've all gone unanswered i don't like that but the so i'd prefer that the question not be there in the first place now you know if if anything if you're going to ask a question send it to my email and then i can privately respond to you what i would respond and the thing is is it would be a response that's probably going to tell you that you know i get a several questions like this Unfortunately, I'm not able, you know with my commitment to other projects and stuff like that. I'm only able to handle a few each day. I do for some what I wish for I could do for everyone. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to answer this question for you. But here are some resources that you can check out. And if none of this is a bit, you know of help to you, um, I'm not available for one-on-one consulting and coaching. But I have a four-week training course called Podcasting A to Z that you can learn about here. And it also mentions that if that's, you know, if that's not what you're looking for, I do have a consultant or two that I could, you know, I could actually refer you to if you're willing to pay for, you know, some one-on-one time with them. If so, you know, hit reply and let me know. Now, of course, you know, I didn't read that. That's just off the top of my head. I know that that's the overall general sense of what that says. Now, here's the deal. I, if I keep putting that in the response to these comments, that, you know, people are going to read it. It's like, this guy's never available. That's not true. I am available sometimes. You look at the, look at the, you have to scroll down and see all the times I do answer. Uh, but so it is, it's a little frustrating. And I am reading the book, Essentialism, by the way. I haven't read it this past week because I've been traveling. I just got back from Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, so, anyway, I, I, <sighs> I am reading this book, and I know that it talks about cutting the fat and only doing what's necessary. And, and uh, you know, and, and I still think it's necessary to participate in the conversation. I, I do. I believe it's still essential for me. It is essential for me to do for some what I wish I could do for everyone. But if I had my choice, I'd love for all of that interaction to happen inside my email inbox and not questions technical questions in comment section. Now what do I love in comment sections is where people shares share you know what value that they've gotten out of the content that has already been provided. Uh, where people engage in conversations about the topics for which we're there. Not looking for technical answers, but, but really just conversations about things. Uh, for example, I mean, there, well, there's plenty of comments that are on there that, that are just great. Even, you know, I'm okay with a Durian writing writer coming to my site. You know, Durian's comment, not once did I think about deleting that comment. You know, this is a guy who's supposedly calling me out as not being legit and something that I've said in a different podcast. That's somebody's opinion and, you know, did I have to respond to it? No, but I thought it'd be a great content. I thought that was gonna be great episode or uh, feedback for here. So so comments do have the potential for being wonderful. It's just not a great place for people to put their technical questions. And there are so many people that land on my site on my product pages, my, my product pages who want to ask questions and they're asking questions unrelated to the product that's being sold. And they're very technical and they give the details. This is the mixer I have. This is the, this is the, this, and this is what I'm trying to do. Can you give me any insights on how to hook this up or what wires do I need? And I'm like, this is, there's no way I can keep up with all of these. So the first and foremost, when I hear Michael and Say, man, I, I've shut off. I'm removed all comments. Hmm. You know, I I, I don't want to go that route. I it, it, for whatever reason, I still like the comments. I I per, matter of fact, I I prefer just social engagement with the content, like thoughts and feelings and and discussions related to the content that I've shared. I prefer that to be in the comment section on my on my blog posts. I kind of like to have it there. I like to have those conversations in public. Um, conversations I like question technical questions and consulting stuff. I prefer private. How's that? So that that's kind of where it's at. So yeah, the the question is: Is it possible to remove comments? The ability to comment from a page on your site and maybe even some posts. Cause like, for example, there's a old podcast episode that was about the JK Audio um, Innkeeper PBX, you know, very technical thing. And now you know, I, I get a question about once a month or so, maybe once every three months in that, in the comment section on that. People in Google are searching that device and then all of a sudden they see my post and then they ask technical questions related to it. I don't even sell that device anymore. I don't even, I don't even use one of those types of devices anymore. And, and so I, I'd love to be able to just shut the ability to leave a comment off of that podcast episode. But still leave all the questions and answers that were there before because it's a valuable repository of information. Of, it's kind of a, a FAQ, if you will, for that for that topic. So can anybody answer that for me? If you do know the answer, please go to podcastanswerman.com/389. Now, I'm, I make no judge, judgment on Michael Hyatt for pulling his comment, uh, comments off of his site. Um, It's Michael Hyatt's home on the web. He can choose to do or not do whatever he wants to do on that. And he's made that decision and I fully support him in that decision. Personally, I can't see myself completely removing comments at this time. Who knows? I may ponder and think about this and, and look at the, the amount of, of engagement and the type of conversations that are happening so far. Recently, on pursuing a balanced life, those podcast episodes and and also on podcast answer man overall, I'd say ninety five percent of all the comment interaction has been a positive, blessed experience for me. I really enjoy the engagement there. Five percent of the time, it's quite frustrating to get technical questions and feeling the responsibility uh, and the social the social responsibility to respond. And, and in fact that is a direct quote from uh, the essentialism book so yeah I'm I'm processing through that um I would love to remove comments on some of my stuff and and but still leave the ones that are there if not I may just remove comments altogether on I know I can uncheck a box and it takes the comments off of there and I could be done with it uh, but yeah have you thought of have you ever thought of taking comments off of your site if That's uh, if you're overwhelmed with spam, check out Michael's uh, blog post. Um, I would say for you to leave a comment there, but he would actually, at the end, it says, what do you think of his decision? And you can share your answer on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. And um, yeah, so I, it, it, yeah, just check out his blog post. For me, uh, I, I support his decision, but I would still rather have a lot of engagement outside of my inbox and, and really kind of in a central location on my on my website in the comment section. I, I still like bringing people to my home on the web, bringing traffic to my website, um, but I also see the value of having great social interaction and engagement on social media. And the way that he's doing it at the end of his post is really helpful in promoting uh, and linking people back to his website uh, for the original content. So. Great job, Michael, for creating at least some thought in my mind related to this topic. And I hope some other people will check that out. All right. Speaking of comments <laughs> and social media, all, see how this is all connected together? Kip Williams says, my social media tweets are self-centered and has shades of pretentiousness. Actually, let me go ahead and read to you what Kip had wrote word for word. Cliff, your Facebook and Twitter presence is typically focused on your daily activity. It's self-centered. Your Twitter feed pretty much exemplifies the me, myself, and I cliché. Shades of pretentiousness. Regarding the book Essentialism, ever since reading Greg McCallum's Essentialism, I have been on a mission to eliminate excess noise. What benefit or value would it be for your new media followers to read about your normal daily activities. The high volume of your daily activities should not land on the radar of your new media followers. A sense of uniqueness that you feel about yourself? All right, so that's his comment. I'm just gonna go ahead and read to you what I responded to Kip. Kip, I can appreciate your feelings about my posts. Let me explain. I'm first and foremost a content creator. My Twitter and Facebook's presence are both personal profiles. On Twitter, I go by at GSPN. Unfortunately, I could not choose at Cliff Ravenscraft because they would not allow that many characters. I went with a profile name that was as short as possible, four letters, but still represented who I am. The GSPN stands for Generally Speaking Production Network. This is my overall network, and it is certainly not focused only on new media or business and technology. Check out the variety of shows that I've done over the years at gspn.tv shows. I do not have any business slash brand slash fan page on Facebook. It's only a personal profile that is 100% Cliff Ravenscraft. Yes, I share business and new media related stuff from time to time. However, the reason for this is because these are actually among the many passions that I have. On these social media profiles, I choose to be more social and less business. There was a time when I did it the other way around. I did not like it. What I have learned from the majority of my audience is that they follow my social media accounts to follow me, Cliff Ravenscraft, the human being. They are looking for more insight about what drives me and for updates on my overall journey. I applaud you on your mission to eliminate excess noise. It sounds like, for you, that it would mean unfollowing me on Twitter and or Facebook. I would not be hurt or offended if you choose to do that. I have gone through this process myself. If you look at twitter.com slash gspn, you'll see that I only follow 156 people at the time that I am writing this. For me, eliminating excess noise means unfollowing people who are all business all the time. I unfollow people who consistently post links to articles all over the internet. For me, I use social media to connect with people that I have come to know, like, and trust in hopes that I will be able to get a bit of a glimpse into what is most important to them personally. For a perfect understanding of how and why I use social media the way that I do, see the video from Common Craft that explained the original purpose of Twitter when it first hit mainstream. Now what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go ahead and play the audio from this video.
1: So, what are you doing? It's one of the first questions we often ask friends and family. Even if the answer is just mowing the lawn or cooking dinner, It's interesting to us. It makes us feel connected and a part of each other's lives. Unfortunately, most of our day-to-day lives are hidden from people that care. Of course, we have email and blogs and phones to keep us connected, but you wouldn't send an email to a friend to tell them you're having coffee. Your friend doesn't need to know that. But what about people that want to know about the little things that happen in your life? Real life happens between blog posts and emails, and now there's a way to share. This is Twitter in plain English. Thanks to Twitter, it's possible to share short, bite-sized updates about your life and follow the updates of people that matter to you via the web. Here's how it works. Meet Carla. She's addicted to her mobile phone, reads blogs every day, and has contacts all over the world. She heard about Twitter and was skeptical. After some of her friends couldn't stop talking about it, she gave it a try. She signed up for free and saw that Twitter pages look a little like blogs with very short posts. Each page is personal and has updates from friends. She got started by looking up her friends on Twitter.com. After finding a few, she clicked follow to start seeing their updates on her Twitter page. Within hours, she began to see a different side of people she chose to follow. She didn't know that Steven in Seattle was a baseball fan or that Julia in London was reading a new investment book. The little messages from Twitter painted a picture of her friends, family, and co workers that she'd never seen before. It was the real world. Soon, she became a fan of Twitter and posted updates every day. Her friends followed her updates and learned that she recently discovered a passion for Van Halen. They could see Carla's life between blog posts and emails. For Carla, Twitter worked because it was simple. The updates were always short, under 140 characters. Plus, she could post updates and follow her friends using the Twitter website, software on her browser, a mobile phone, or instant messages. By asking members to answer the question, what are you doing, Carla found that Twitter brought her closer to people that matter to her, 140 characters at a time.
0: So there you go. That's Twitter in plain English from Common Craft, and... That was what Twitter used to be about. It used to be about getting to know people in between the blog posts and all the other stuff that we do online. It was a bit about getting to know the real people and what their passions are. And for me, although Twitter has changed over the days uh, and and it's so much more today about list building and, and growing your reach and, and marketing and all this other stuff and just keeping you focused on just what you want that that's great I, I that's fine for whoever wants to use it that way but i still use it the old way i use it to get to i use it, i use it to get to know people on a deeper level to know more about them personally and what do i want people to know about me those are the things i choose to show those are the things i choose to share in social media anyway let me so basically i had sent him a link to that and then i, I finished up my comment response to kip by saying this I do have a sense of uniqueness that I feel about myself in that I am the only me on this planet. Many thousands of people, both on Twitter and Facebook, have told me how much they enjoy what I've been sharing lately. To give you a feel for how people feel about me sharing my personal things like going to the gym and my workouts, check out this one post on Facebook. Look at the amount of and type of engagement that I received there. And it's a link to my Facebook post on my profile that says I've given up on Diet Coke. It was when I announced it. And let me just just share for you, you real quickly here. I'm gonna click on it. So far, this post has received 152, one, two, three, 153 likes and 107 comments. All right, so as far as I'm concerned, and by the way, it's actually the type of contents and not the quantity of comments that matter to me. It's the number of people who have shared, wow, Cliff, I've given up on it too, you're gonna love it. Uh, and the number of people who's like, wow, you, you know, I've been thinking about this and I'm I'm going to give this a try too. That's, that's exactly what I wanted to happen. And by the way, many of those people are my new media followers. Several of them are followers from other types of content that I create. But the reality is, is that I've been able to take all of the types and various type, you know, places and niches of content. And I've been able to develop a following in my social media channels that allows me to be me in front of all of those people. So to tell me that my volume of daily activities should not land on the radio, radar of my new media followers, Kip, with all due respect, and I do mean with all respect that is due you, please don't shoot on me. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry. I, you, can, you can't tell me what I should not put out for the people who have chosen to follow me. Um, and I would not tell you what to what to put out there for your followers. And in fact, let me just share with you, I follow, I have a student, uh, an alumni of Podcasting A to, Th- a to Z. His name is, is Anthony Tran. Now, Anthony and I are pretty close, um, I would say, as far as you know, new media acquaintances go. We connected over a four-week period of time. I knew him a little bit before the course started. Um, Anthony is a great online marketer. I loved his use of video, and it's inspired me to do some of the things that he's done with personal and private videos. Anthony Tran M A P on Twitter, by the way, and M A P stands for Marketing Access Pass. Well, anyway, um, I he's one he was 100 he was one of the 157 people I followed on Twitter. And one of the things that I've noticed over the last ah, maybe four or five weeks is there's one or two days a week where I've seen about 50 or 50 plus uh, Twitter posts, all social media links linking to all sorts of different articles related to his niche. It would be perfectly like exactly what you're thinking I should do. Of course, maybe not the frequency. The frequency is insane, but like 50 some odd posts in two hours, and this happens several days a week, and at first I was thinking, you know, okay, this must be some kind of glitch and some kind of buffering software or scheduling software, I'm I'm just gonna overlook this, and I use TweetBot on my iPhone, and it allows me to mute somebody for like one day or one week or one month or forever, and I chose to just, you know, what I do is I click mute on Anthony Tran, M-A-P, for one day, and what it does is it removes everything in my timeline that he has posted so it takes all of those out and i get to see <laughs> i get to see a little bit more of what's going on with my friends without having to scroll through his 50 some odd tweets well after the you know have, after muting him once or twice a week for three or four weeks i finally said you know hey anthony uh why are there times when you're posting like 30 to 60 posts within a short period of time And he says, Cliff, I've seen a direct correlation between Twitter engagement with Twitter posts on my Twitter analytics. So he gives me this graph, you know, about, you know, this engagement and how many retweets and all that other stuff that he's been getting. I said, fair enough. Thank goodness TweetBot allows me to mute you one day a week. I still love you, though. And I put a little winky smiley face. And Anthony says, at GSPN, I'm sorry if it's annoying you. You can mute or unfollow. I totally understand. And so, you know what? I did go and unfollow Anthony Tran, M-A-P. Now, do I still love Anthony Tran, M-A-P? Yes, Anthony Tran is an amazing guy, has a heart of gold, and is creating amazing content, and you should go check out marketingaccesspass.com. You'll get tons of valuable insights from Anthony Tran. All right, now, do I have to follow Anthony Tran on social media, if the way that he uses social media annoys me, no, I don't yeah I, th- that's that's just it you know i I just want to say you know if you're not a fan of the way that I use social media and your look at, and your only interest in your essential things and cutting out the fat um is you know you don't want certain type of content, whatever that content is for you then then by all the means, cut out the unessential. For me, what is essential is getting to know people personally and deeply and about what their passions are and what they do on a day-by-day basis. That means more to me than the tools, tips, and tricks and tactics that they share in business, 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 business business tweets and Facebook updates. I'm not saying those things aren't valuable, and they are but I'm just saying for me personally the 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 personality I am the makeup of my being is that I really love to learn a little bit more about what the interests of my friends are and what goes on in their daily lives outside of the work that they do so there you go that that's that's my response to that and with that, my friends, that wraps up everything that I wanted to share with you in this episode. I hope that you have gotten some value as far as your own approach to Uh, comments on your site. um, When it comes to feeling confident and secure in the direction that you want to go as setting yourself up as a credible source about any topic that you have chosen to do so, regardless of whether or not you internally suffer from feeling like you're inadequate to do so, or if somebody's physically told you, you, you simply have no credibility. Are you going to let that stop you from being a leader? And what do you think about comments on your site? And by the way, if you know of a way that I can turn comments off on some posts and or pages, but yet still leave the list of comments there, please let me know, podcastanswerman.com slash 389. I'm recording this podcast episode on Saturday, January 10th, which is several days before it gets released to you guys. I'm happy to tell you that my podcasting A to Z course completely sold out. I have a total of 27 people who are already registered as I'm recording this. There are still three days before the course starts, and I may let about three more students in if they end up uh, actually following through with what they said they were going to do. But anyway, after 20 students, I consider a course sold out as far as my marketing purposes is concerned. Uh, But yeah, another successful 19th session of podcasting A to Z is underway by the time this episode is released to you guys. And I'm so thrilled with that. And if there are two things that I could just give you as a call to action, number one, if you are thinking what after this episode is done, what am I going to do next? What am I going to listen to next? If you're not quite sure, I encourage you to check out Pursuing a Balanced Life. That is my other podcast that I do every single week. That is a huge passion of mine. Uh, If you are going to check it out, I encourage you to check out episode number 583. If you're not interested in hearing a guy kind of figure out his journey and sharing it as he goes, even the ups and downs and the ebbs and flows, uh, then it's probably not going to be interesting to you. Uh, But if you are interested in somebody who is, you know, all the things that I shared earlier in this episode, pursuing a balanced life is the podcast Just look it up in your local uh, podcast directory there. And then of course, also my mailing list. Gosh, I've talked about my mailing list the last two episodes and I am blown away by the number of new subscribers and I recognize your names. People that have been following me on social media, leaving comments on my blog and having exchanging emails. All of you that have signed up within the last two weeks and it's been amazing to see that. Thank you so much. I look forward to communicating to you via email on a fairly consistent basis here in 2015 and beyond. And with that, my friends, thank you for tuning in. I wish you great success as you take everything you do to the next level. Podcast and man.